You're listening to The Journey Podcast. Often, trauma and traumatic experiences are stored in the body and resurface as physical symptoms. How can you help your body release this trauma? Find out in today's episode. Hi, I'm Petra Brunbauer, and with decades of experience with sadness, pain, anxiety, and stress, I finally figured out how to leave all that behind. And this podcast shows you how to break free permanently so you can reclaim your sanity and find the self-esteem and energy to go after the life you desire. With real talk about mental health, holistic healing, and the tough journey of coming out the other end, this is The Journey Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. People often have unexplained physical symptoms that do not seem to have an illness or injury they can be attributed to. Years can be spent visiting doctors and specialists just to be told that physically everything is in order. Trauma and traumatic experiences can end up being stored in the body and eventually all sorts of physical symptoms can occur because of this. If the trauma is not processed, it cannot be released from the body. I had the privilege of speaking with Kelsey McDougall, who uses somatic experiencing to help her clients heal from trauma. Somatic experiencing is a body-focused approach that can help release trauma from the body. In essence, it lets the body complete its self-protection cycle so we can heal and release the energy tied to trauma, shock, or traumatic experiences. Kelsey is trained as a clinical counselor registered with the Canadian Counselor and Psychotherapy Association and British Columbia Association of Clinical Counselors. She's a somatic experiencing practitioner and a holistic nutritionist. Kelsey is a believer in our innate ability to heal in body, mind, and spirit. Her own healing journey started in her teen years after spending her entire childhood struggling with her physical health and in a chronic state of distress. Kelsey has spent nearly two decades on her own healing on various levels, and it is truly her passion to support others in their own healing journey. With everything she has learned and continues to learn, she's able to support you in your own journey from a place of empathy and compassion. As a strong believer in the mind-body connection, Kelsey primarily works with clients from the lens of somatic experiencing, which is something she describes as a body-based psychotherapy. She uses this work to help her clients get more deeply connected to themselves. Through this work, along with other approaches such as nutrition, mindfulness, and exploring attachment, Kelsey supports her clients in reconnecting to themselves again in body, mind, and spirit. Kelsey received a master's degree in counseling psychology and a diploma of holistic nutrition from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. Currently, she's receiving ongoing training in somatic experiencing as well as early developmental trauma. Kelsey passionately works with clients on their own trauma, particularly those impacted by trauma in their early years and who continue to struggle with the impacts. Without further ado, here is my interview with Kelsey McDougall. Hi, 
Kelsey. It's so great to have you on the podcast. I'm excited to explore somatic experiencing with you because we have not talked about that on the podcast yet. So welcome to the Journey Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and be able to chat with you today. Yes. So let's get started. Can you share a little bit about yourself? Mm-hmm. So I am, I mean, you mentioned somatic experiencing. So I'm a somatic experiencing practitioner as well as a clinical counselor. And in a past life, it feels like a holistic nutritionist as well. So I work with clients who are dealing with trauma and looking to overcome things that have been holding them back in their life, like relationship issues, anxiety, any sort of mental health stuff that may be going on for them, and working from a really holistic perspective to support them in their healing. That's amazing. And how did you end up getting onto this path and into this work? Well, I think there's a long version and a short version of that story. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll try to weave it into a medium-sized story, but ultimately, as so many people who find this type of healing work, it was really my own journey that led me here in terms of like my own healing work that I needed to do that really, I feel like it really guided me to study these different modalities. So I struggled a lot with health um, right from the very get-go with a very traumatic birth experience and struggling from various health conditions from then on, from moving forward from there. So it was my whole life really. And when I was a teenager, things were just really bad. And after going around through the medical system, you know, going to different doctors, getting all the tests, going to specialists and all the things and not getting any answers, I finally started working with a naturopath. And that is really the tipping point or like the turning point, I should probably say that led me to explore more of these holistic healing modalities. And that's kind of where it started. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like a lifelong journey for you that brought Mm -hmm. you here. Wow. And you mentioned that you're a somatic experiencing practitioner. And what is somatic experiencing? Well, somatic experiencing is a form of healing work. Sometimes it's described as more of like a bottom-up approach versus a top-down approach, meaning that we really look at starting from the very beginning, starting from the body versus starting from the mind. And how I work with it in my practice is really supporting my clients and tuning into their body. So it's a lot of paying attention to nervous system, noticing the dysregulation in the body. So that can be things like, you know, maybe you're on edge a lot of the time. Maybe you startle really easily. Maybe you have these symptoms of anxiety that you can't really explain. It just seems to be there all the time or struggling with sleeping or digesting it can show up in so many different ways. We could talk for hours, I'm sure, about all the different ways that that can show up. Mm-hmm. But it's about really tuning into the body, making space for our emotions and our trauma, really. Ultimately, that's the kind of end goal to move through our system. Mm-hmm. And you're also a counselor. And Why would you use somatic experiencing versus, let's say, counseling or other psychotherapeutic healing modalities? What's the advantage? Well, I really weave the two together. And how I often explain it to my clients who are maybe new to somatic work, who have 
had a more traditional like talk therapy style counseling in the past. So like a really common approach that a lot of people are familiar with these days is CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, for example. Mm-hmm. How I explain it to them is sort of like, you know, that's just dealing with one aspect. That's looking at the mind, which is really important. You know, we don't want to ignore the mind. The mind is so much of what we need to work with in our healing, but it's only one part. And so the what I like to do is weave them together. So working with the minds, working with the thoughts, the narratives, the stories that we might be holding, and also looking at how those are being stored in our body. So looking at how those are creating distress within our system. And so when we weave the two together, it's a more holistic way of addressing what's going on, in particular when we're dealing with trauma. Mm -hmm. Because we can't talk or think our way out of a trauma response. It doesn't work. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what kind of clients do you usually work with and, and what kind of things do they come to you with? Is it mostly trauma related or do you work with mental health issues as well? If you, do you have clients that deal with anxiety or high stress? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, to me, it's all woven together and it's very, very rare that I encounter a client who comes to me with anxiety, for example, who doesn't have a history of trauma. Mm-hmm. Because it's often that it's been the traumatic experience they've had in their life, whatever it might be. And we can talk about, you know, the different what that can look like and what trauma is. That may be an interesting thing to look at because a lot of times we have kind of a limited framework of what trauma is, but to me it's actually very broad. And so we look at how this trauma from the past is showing up in their current life, impacting them in their relationships with their mental health, their ability to just do day-to-day tasks, connect, relate to others, feel safe in their environment. And then we could also look at, you know, the psychosomatic manifestations that can show up for people such as digestive issues, headaches, aches and pains in the body, things like that are also very common. Mm -hmm. So those are definitely some signs of trauma. And you mentioned that there are different kinds of trauma or even different ways of defining trauma. So what would you say trauma is in your experience? Well, trauma is anything that has happened to us where we haven't had, it's, there's a saying that in, I don't know if it's specific to the SE work, but it's the smack experiencing work, but it's like trauma is something that was too much, too fast, too soon. So Mm -hmm. ultimately meaning that it's something that happened that we didn't have the capacity to deal with in the moment. It was too much. It was too overwhelming to process. And so oftentimes when we think about trauma, we think about sometimes people refer to it as like the big T trauma. So some abuse and major accident, war, things like that. And absolutely those are trauma. And a lot of the work that I do with my clients is helping them understand that the things that they experienced were also trauma. So maybe having a parent who was emotionally unavailable or verbally abusive in some way, having medical procedures, things like that, that can also be very, like at an early age in particular, when we don't understand what's happening, that can also be very traumatic. Having a parent leave for an extended period of time without, again, without the understanding that, oh, they're leaving. It's not because I did something bad or wrong. It's because they need to go to work or they need to do this or they need to go 
take care of this thing for a week or whatever, and they'll be coming back. That can feel very traumatic depending on what age and stage you are at in your development. And would that be part of developmental trauma? Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on what age that happens, but yeah, absolutely. Now, if somebody wants to come work with you, how do they know if somatic experiencing or trauma healing is right for them? That's a great question. So oftentimes, it's kind of funny. I mean, I work from a very intuitive place in the healing work that I do. And I find that it tends to be that my clients do too. I think like like attracts like. So mm-hmm. oftentimes, which is I find really interesting and I, I love it, is that a lot of my clients, they find that like, I've just been getting curious or somebody's been telling me about somatic work and I just like, I just couldn't stop thinking about it or I really wanted to learn more about it. And so to me, I'm a huge advocate for listening to those little internal whispers, you know, those messages that come from within our intuition that are maybe guiding us into seeking this type of healing. Mm-hmm. But even if you're not getting that, it's also great for people who are dealing with things like any mental health issues, so anxiety, depression, anything like that, where it just is feeling unmanageable. Maybe you've tried more traditional methods of therapy and it's like, okay, like, yeah, I've got all those tools in my toolbox, but it's still, I keep, I still keep having to manage my anxiety and I don't want to just manage my anxiety for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Also for people who have, it's really common for people who have had early trauma to also be developing things like I've been mentioning, like psychosomatic had to develop a psychosomatic manifestation of that trauma. So again, the most common things like digestive issues, autoimmune stuff. So like thyroid issues are really common. Again, pain, headaches, that sort of thing that can't really be explained by Western medicine. That is also a really, to me, a pretty clear indicator that there's something going on within your system, within your body that is needing extra support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a very good point that you're making there. Because oftentimes we might have emotional or mental traumas and they manifest as something physical. And it can't really be explained. All the tests come back negative and there's really no allopathic explanation for it. So definitely in that case, it would be great to seek out some other avenues like the somatic experiencing. Mm-hmm. And what benefits do your clients usually see from doing these somatic experiencing and really getting into their body? Mm-hmm. Well, my ultimate big picture goal for my clients is to support them in feeling connected and coherent. So oftentimes our mind saying one thing, our heart saying something else, a different part of our body saying something else. And it's like, there's all these different messages coming in and it's so confusing It takes a lot of energy to navigate all those conflicting sources of information that are coming from within. And so ultimately, again, my big picture goal is to be like, okay, so let's get all of you on the same page, or at least all of you able to listen. So it's not like a battle, an internal struggle. There can be enough coherence that we can move through our day, deal with the the stressors, manage the feelings know how what we need to process, feel safe in our body so that we're not expending so much energy in just trying to sort of almost like contain these trauma responses that are happening. And is this something that you work 
with your clients in person or can you also provide these services online? I work solely online right now. I do, you know, when I first ventured into the online world, I was not so sure. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this like this, but I was, you know, what prompted it actually was I was moving to a new city and I had some clients who wanted to continue to work with me. And I was like, well, I'm going to be eight hours away. (laughs) So in person isn't an option, but you know what? We could try online and see how that goes. And I think we were all skeptical, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. we tried it and I was like, wow, this really works. And what I come back to time and time again, especially when I have new clients who are looking to work with me and have that same question, I talk about energy and energy knows no bounds. You know, like we can feel energy from across a room and across the world, I believe. And there's some really, really fascinating research in quantum physics, but we're not going to talk about that today. And I probably... (laughs) I'm not able to fully articulate it well either, but it's fascinating how much I can feel from a client by simply just connecting with them and having that intention to be present with them. And it's like they're, you know, a few feet away from me in my office, but they're, you know, some just live in the same city and they're, you know, a few kilometers away and some are much, much further. And it doesn't, it really doesn't make a difference, which I just love knowing that. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's, I guess, one of the good things that did come out of the pandemic is that people also got a lot more comfortable with using technology and that now services like what you provide are much more accessible to really anyone across the globe who's looking for it. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the benefits. Then I don't have to move to the same city and I can still work with you so That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I find, you know, where I live in British Columbia and Canada, you know, there's a lot of small communities and, you know, people have very limited, there's very limited options. Like maybe there's one counselor in town, if that, and they know them personally. (laughs) And it's like, I don't want to work with that person who I know, or I know knows everybody, even though we're bound by confidentiality and that counselor would, you know, I'm sure honor that it just doesn't quite feel safe or maybe they don't practice in a methodology that feels that resonates. Mm -hmm. And so it just really opens the doors to be able to find somebody who you're like, Oh, I really feel, and again, coming back to energy. And I find that's why a lot of the clients choose to work with me. It's like, there's something about our energy that feels like, okay, yeah, we can do something with this. And you seem like the type of person that I feel like I can feel safe with and trust in doing this deep work with. Yeah. Yeah, and that is so true because I used to live in rural British Columbia as well for a long time. And definitely having the choice of a provider that you want to work with is a huge thing because there really wasn't much choice when I lived there. And access to mental health services were also quite limited. So I see that as a very positive thing that people now have that option. And even in rural areas, they can now connect with you and take advantage of what you offer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what are some simple strategies that people who just want to try out somatic experiencing or who just are exploring a little bit could work with? Mm-hmm. There's a couple that I, they're kind of my go-to because I find that they can be really supportive and they're simple, you know, and you can pretty much do them. I want to say pretty much anywhere, except maybe when you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
One of them is, you know, and I'm sure you're familiar with this one is the orienting. So what that is, is taking some time and space just to allow yourself to settle, allowing yourself to just drop in to your body, notice the support. If you're sitting, notice the support under your seat, maybe noticing your breath and taking however much time you feel like you need just to settle and then allowing yourself to simply notice where you are. So what this means is allowing your eyes just to scan the space that you're in. And if thoughts come in, just inviting them to float away and just allowing yourself to really arrive in this space, really notice. And the idea is, you know, because we're talking about somatic work, we're talking about the nervous system and dysregulation in the system. The idea is that we are able to allow our nervous system to see that there's no threat in our present environment. There's no wild animal in the corner that's about to attack us. There's no danger. There's nothing that we need to worry about. And sometimes what we need or what our nervous system needs is that permission and that awareness like, oh, okay, it's safe for me to settle. It's okay for me to relax. And sometimes when we're in a hypervigilant state, we don't know that we're just like on edge, looking at everything, every sound, every movement, everything that we see is like, oh, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? And mm-hmm. so with the orienting, it just gives us that permission to just slow down. Okay, let's actually assess here and, oh, we're good. We're safe. We can just sit here and breathe and we're going to be okay. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost a little bit when you're starting to prepare for meditation also, right? Becoming aware mm-hmm. of what's around you, underneath you and beside you and really taking in everything that is there and, and realizing that you're in a safe space. Yeah, so, absolutely. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. What a great strategy that people can try. Mm-hmm. And I have one more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So I love that. I like to frame this as like, sometimes we need to see that the external is safe. And so that's when we would utilize granting. And sometimes we need to feel that the internal is safe. And so depending Mm -hmm. on your trauma, depending on where you're at, you might have a different need. And so sometimes the orienting might actually create more anxiety. So if you're in an environment where maybe something really scary happened, or maybe the environment is just like feeling pretty chaotic because maybe you're moving and there's boxes everywhere or something, you know, that might not feel like the best resource. And so another one that I, one of my go-tos that I recommend to so many of my clients just right off the bat, you know, session one, here's a couple tool strategies you can do is referred to as like the self squeeze. So if you could see me right now, I'm just kind of clasping my own hands and just giving them a little squeeze and just allowing myself to feel how that feels And slowly just working up my arms and just giving enough compression that, you know, you really feel it, but obviously don't hurt yourself. There's no need for, you know, too much pressure, but you want to make sure that you really do feel that connection. And as you do that, you might notice parts of your body that might want a little squeeze. So maybe your legs or maybe around your torso or your shoulders, maybe even your head and just allowing yourself to just receive that tactile pressure can feel really resourcing and just to support you and coming back into your body. And again, recognizing like, Oh, Hey, here I am in my body and I'm safe in my physical body right now. Mm-hmm. I'm squeezing <laughs> my arm. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. Every time I do that, I'm like, ah, it just, it's it. true. It does something in your 
body that sort of brings a bit of instant relaxation. You calm down a bit and you start focusing on that touch instead of everything that's floating around in your head. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I do love that as well. So thank you so much for sharing those two strategies. Wonderful things that people can try right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my pleasure. And would you like to go over some of your own programs and services that you offer so listeners can get a feel for how they could connect with you or how they could work with you? Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah, so primarily I work one-on-one with clients and like we've talked about, that's available. Those services are available online. I often do various online events throughout the year. So I love to celebrate and really get conscious and set intentions around like solstice and things like that. So I often run events around those times of the year and also women's circles online. I'm just feeling like, oh, there's all these things that I do. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) I also have an online course that I've just been getting out there just recently. So I have an online course as well that is called Finding You. It's a 21-day self-guided journey for people who are looking to reconnect to themselves. And we take, you know, week one is about body, week two is about the mind, and week three is about spirit. So tuning into things like intuition, our own energy, things like that. And it's a really great foundational starting ground I find for people who are just getting curious about this work and just wanting a bit of a reset and just looking like, okay, so what are some things that I can do for myself so that I can really tune back in so that I can learn some new tools so that I am developing some of this awareness and getting myself really prepared for some deeper healing work. Mm-hmm. And that's available on my website that I'm sure will be in the show notes. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing all of your offerings. And we will definitely be linking to all of Kelsey's offerings in the show notes as well, as she mentioned. And you can check those out for all the ways that you can connect with Kelsey directly and work with her. Well, this has been another incredible episode. And I really hope our listeners have enjoyed the journey into somatic experiencing as much as I have. And thank you so much for the fantastic strategies that you offered. And it has been so great chatting with you, Kelsey. Thank you for your time today. Thanks so much, Petra. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. If you enjoy the Journey podcast, please subscribe, share on social media and leave us a review. And be sure to get your copy of our brand new ebook called Break Free. Sending you love and courage and see you next week. Until then, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram and the Journey blog.